Mason and the old bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rock fishing show Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Ricky. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, if it wasn't for these fine people, we wouldn't be here each You're Friday. right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, the Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And uh, if you want to give us a call, of course, the number's 337-367-1240. Of course, you got to dial that area code, 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at live at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. And we're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what are you hearing, my man? Tony, I've been hearing some good reports, uh, but I guess the, the specs are waiting to come in, but they're, they're still a little further out than the cove or the hammock, you know, or right there in the bay. you got to get out towards the reefs, and uh, they're doing – you know, not excellent, but they're catching a few specks. And on the freshwater side, the basin is is still good. I just got a report on the way over here that uh, the guy had an ice chest full of sockele and brim yesterday. And uh, I haven't had a chance to go this past week, but hopefully this week coming up I get a chance to go. Anyway, Rick, uh, and you notice also, too, that uh, knock on wood, uh, Mother Nature's been pretty good to us yeah, right now. That's uh, right. And we're out in the Gulf, so we'll see what uh, what comes in the next uh, month or so. And hopefully it continues. Yeah, that's right. So, um, of course, uh, meteorologists, all kinds of suggestions what's taking place with La Nina, La Nina, whatever those uh, mm-hmm. uh, calls are. Yep, but, El Nino. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, so since you haven't gone, uh, you can't say what's working. But uh, basically, if you want to get out in the water today, Rick, uh, and you're heading to the basin or if you head to one yeah. of the lakes, what, what you're throwing, Rick? Tony, if I was pan fishing, to me, you can't beat just good old red worms or night crawlers, whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, that, that's the best. Because to me, you know, crickets is a little more, they just don't, the, the fish, they can suck them right off of the, the hook. But to me, you can't, it's hard to beat the good old worm fishing, you know. Now, on the artificial side for the bass, uh, I've been throwing, like I said, a spinnerbait, quarter-ounce humdinger, chartreuse and white, has been working very well with the uh, the Silver Colorado. That's That's been working real good. And like I said, I hadn't been out there in a couple of weeks, but that won't change much, Tony, because the water level right now, I mean, it's, it's perfect right now. Yeah. And if you get a chance this weekend, I hadn't really looked at the forecast of weather, but, you know, it'll be a good weekend to go. Well, uh, basically, the water level right now, as of this morning uh, at 6 o'clock, was right at 4.81 feet, yeah. which uh, is pretty desirable. And it's talking right. about That's dropping it. a little bit more near right. 4 in yeah. the next, uh, I want to say, uh, come Monday. And then uh, a slight rise of about uh, a little over a foot. Yeah, so, and then it, uh, it should drop back down after that. I've seen the forecast. But, uh, you know, don't forget, Tony, if, you, if you're going to put down in Sherrington, try to stay in Sherrington. If you've got a pro drive, you could probably get out, but you still – You'll probably catch a little trouble because there's two or three sandbars now that the water's down around four and a half feet that you got to really watch out for coming out of Taylor's Cut by Sherrington. 
Yeah, and also I want to make mention that you've always made mention that the silt and all, it, it moves around. So it's not you, – you're familiar with uh, the sandbar. You know, I went out last week. And yeah. over a period of time, they move. Tony, they in move. the last – like you said, in the last couple of months, uh, uh, last year this time we only had like one sandbar we had to contend with. Now there's three. And this is just as one one area with a, uh, not even a quarter of a mile. Yep. Oh, you're right. And you've got three major sandbars now. Yeah, I remember you telling me uh, you helped pull off a friend of mine a few months ago. Yeah. You know, he got oh, yeah. caught up on one. That's right. Heading out there. So, and Tony, I'm going to tell you, in these big boats, these powerful boats, you're running 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. When you hit that, it's like Ooh. a dry stop. I've seen people actually fly out of the oh, boat. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. I, I'm surprised yeah. not go through a windshield or a plastic right. shield. Because this sand, you know, as, as the river is moving and, and it, 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 the sand just packs up. It's almost like hitting cement, and it will stop you dry. And, and you know, you just you don't want to see anybody get hurt. So if y'all go around Sheraton, just please be careful. Uh, yeah, boy, you're right about that too. Uh, with regards to that, and Rick, uh, of course, the CCA tournament ended uh, Monday at five o'clock, uh, and uh, basically, uh, pretty much, uh, which started out not a whole lot of changes during the course of the summer. Felton Dore, all I can find. He had the lone tag redfish, and that was in our quadrant, uh, the southwest quadrant. He weighed in that uh, tag redfish at uh, the Pecan Island food store at two, two point three pounds, and uh, that's hard like, to believe, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, with, yeah, with he uh, passing a polygraph test, he's the winner of the two thousand twenty-two Chevrolet Silverado, Rick. Yep. So that. Uh, uh, congratulations, Felton. Hopefully, he didn't have any issues. Yeah. About twenty thousand a pound. Huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, uh, in regards to the other categories in our area, I mean, there are four quadrants. You have the eastern quadrant, which is basically over around the mouth of the Mississippi and all. Then you move closer uh, to the west, and you have the southeast quadrant, which is around uh, the Grand Isle area and all up until about Morgan City, uh, somewhere up in there. Right. And uh, then the next quadrant is from Morgan City all the way to uh, intercoastal, uh, pretty much intercoastal city, maybe a little past there. And then the fourth quadrant, which is the west, runs from uh, there to approximately the Sabine River or the Sabine Pass. Well, Lake so, Charles, uh, somewhere around there. That's yeah. right, uh, Cameron Parish, pretty yeah. much up in that area. Anyway, bank fishing, John Letard, who was uh, weighed in. I think John Letard won last year, too, in the bank fishing I think category. you're right, Tony, yeah. He had a 5.35-pound uh, uh, speckled trout in the kayak division, uh, Olivia uh, uh, Olivia Cunningham won that uh, on a kayak. She pulled in a 3.25-pound uh, speckled trout. And Scotty Broussard, who, who led for a little bit, uh, ended up finishing second. Over in the Cobia area, the lemon fish uh, weighed in at Deggles was Nicholas Begno at 65.4 pounds, man. That's he, a big yeah. That's a big lemon fish. And he fish. caught that baby early, too. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Uh, and Pierce Buffy, uh, right behind him at 50 pounds, a little over 50-pound Cobia, she weighed in at uh, – uh, he weighed in at Don's Boat Landing. Donald Romero with the Red Snapper, Dago's 23.67 pounds. And, boy, Jackson Gotro was right there, 23.6 pounds. So, 700th yeah. of a pound he got beat out by. In the Southwest Division uh, for Speckled Trout, uh, Anthony Frederick uh, took care of that with a five-pounder uh, at Don's Boat Landing. Trey Case uh, second at Gulfway Sporting Goods at 48 Grant Harden at uh, Gulfway Sporting Woods also at four pounds. So those guys are all going to win uh, uh, different boats and all. So I think yeah. they win those 21-footers with the 
I think a 150, 150 on the back. Merc, yep. Yep, so, uh, and a trailer, so uh, good luck to them. Elsewhere uh, in the mangrove snapper, Gary Trahan, Trahan at Don's Boat Landing landed a 14-pounder. Eric Ilias uh, landed at Dago's a 13.18-pounder. Uh, Hatch Trahan, or Trahan, was also in there at Don's Boat Landing at 12 pounds. Fly fishing, John Petrie caught a speckled trout and weighed in at uh, Pecan uh, Island Food Store at 1.45 pounds. And the only disappointment uh, with this, too, uh, Rick, only uh, six kids signed up for uh, the uh, youth division in our quadrant. And, boy, you'd sure like to see some of those other quadrants had 25 and 35 yeah. kids sign up. So yeah, uh, A little younger yeah, participation, like you said, is uh – Thought there would have been more than six, you know. Yeah, sh- that same here, and uh, that's the only thing. And uh, like we'd like to mention, you know, the uh, Iberry Rod and Gun Club each year uh, hands out some lifetime passes. Some of these youngsters, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I've seen as many as three and four and, right. and one, uh, depending on the uh, yeah, participation. And all yeah. and, most uh, of the years they usually do at least two, Tony. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, so hats off to them for doing that. Anyway, the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper landing estimates, and this is through August the 28th. So, basically, they had another uh, three plus uh, f- uh, Labor Day was the uh, fifth, yeah. so uh, eight days yeah. on this. But they collected uh, so far through the 28th, it was right at 698,000 pounds, which was about 87% of the allocation of 809,000 and uh, began way back in May 27th, and uh, had four, uh, three weekends where you could catch Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, meaning Memorial Day, 4th of July, and uh, Labor, Labor Day. Day yeah. And uh, don't know, trying to see if there were, with the catch, uh, it's... Um, so is the season over, Tony? It's, uh, well, you wonder, Rick, because they still, just doing quick math, uh, 698, say 700,000 pounds, they still have about, uh, about 105,000 pounds left to go. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure how much was caught between the 28th and the 5th. Right, but he you could know, call it at any time, right? He, that's yeah. right. And okay. last year, you got to remember, uh, he, yeah. he let them fish a little bit longer they because over, of all yeah. the storms. Yeah. You know, people weren't able to fish. And, uh, of course, they ended up catching uh, about 7,000 pounds over, over what we were supposed to catch. So they lost that this year. Yeah. And, again, they added on another fish, too. Last year it was just two. It's up to three now. Three fish. So, but but that's still hard, man. You're going to go yeah. out uh, a good distance and uh, only be able to, uh, to yeah. bring in three fish each person on the boat. That's some expensive meat. Uh, you're right about that. A lot too. more than steak, I promise you. Oh, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, of course, you got a, uh, that 16-inch total length, too, uh, yeah. the minimum, minimum size. So, uh, well, snapper is good eating, but that's Oh, it. oh yeah, you're right. So, you're right. Yeah. You know, and, of course, you also, people don't realize, you also need that recreational offshore landing permit. And uh, <clears throat> can you go out today and fish? Yeah. I hadn't seen anything, a press release, where he's closed it. Right. So you still might be able to go out there, but you need that uh, yeah. recreational offshore. Somebody was asking permit. me something the other day, Tony. I think it was something about hunting. And I told him, I said, look, the best thing to do is go look up the site because I don't want to tell you wrong, you know. And uh, I said, man, they've changed a ton of stuff. You uh, know? They have. That they have. The legislature yeah. last yeah. year made right. a lot of changes. And he told me, he said, yeah, Rick, that's a good. I said, look, just go look it up. That way, you you know, you know for sure what's going on. Yeah, you're going to have to negotiate through it a little bit. But it's, right. it's, not, it's a great mm-hmm. site that when they redid it the three or four years ago, go it, yeah. it's easier to negotiate through and look for rules and regulations and all yeah. the handbooks are in there and That's like right. i said you're gonna have to just negotiate through a lot of those uh 
uh, pages and opportunities, and you yeah. can uh, make sure. And if you if you got a printer at home, I'd print it, put it in your pocket, you know, That's in right. case you stop and somebody well, asks you something. Tony, I'd rather do that because if you get yourself in the bind and the man stops you and you're not, well, I thought, you know, well. If you'd have went to the site, you would have knew, you know. That, so it's right. always good to be informed, you know. That, that's right. Yeah. Ignorance is not a, uh, oh, yeah, a, a, a law. That's yeah. right. You can't get away that's right. with ignorance of uh, the law. The only other thing, too, Rick, I wanted to mention, too, in regards to uh, uh, rodeos. You know, we'd be talking about the results of the KC Fishing Rodeo this year of 3425. Yeah. And, uh, and with that, uh, you know, they decided because of manpower and other reasons uh, to put it off for this year. Well, next year, hopefully, we'll see that uh, the KC group put that together for Labor Day. And yeah. uh, uh, that was, uh, man, that went on for 60-plus years. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it was a big tournament out there, and you, you'd see all those guys. And back then, that they had divers, you know, uh, that would go out there and shoot those big that, groupers, Tony. man. Yeah. Those four- and 500-pound groupers and bring them up. Uh, yeah. That was something to see as a kid. And uh uh, the, just amazing. Uh, those big groupers, they could suck up a diver and spit him back out, oh, too. Yeah. That's, that's how big they were. Big old uh, fish. Oh, that it was. I mean, I remember them throwing him in a big uh, refrigerated container, man, yeah. in that regard. So, uh, a but lot Tony, of Tony, to too. put these tournaments on, you know, Chad Chad knows uh, it takes a lot of manpower and a lot of work, bro, to throw it, you know, to put up a rodeo. And you got to have a lot of help. So, it's a. Uh, it's a tough gig today, you know. It really yeah. is, Rick, and a lot of people don't realize. That's why, hey, if you want to join the Iberry Rod and Gun Club, boy, they'll take you in a heartbeat, too. They always need bodies, yeah. and uh, hopefully they can continue, too. And hopefully maybe we can see the uh, KC Fishing Rodeo come back, too, because those guys and ladies did a great job for, uh, for many, many years oh, yeah. in that regard. So, uh, anyway, hats off to them. Anyway, I, I saw this article, too, uh, Rick, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be familiar with some of this. They have four Louisiana lakes that are in the nation's top 25 here. Uh, yeah. If you want to go fishing here in Louisiana, uh, the Bassmasters Magazine's top 100 lakes they listed for yeah, the 2022. I got that magazine. You're right. Yep. Yeah, and the four lakes mentioned by uh, by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, in addition to the always present Toledo Bend. I mean, yeah. you, you can't beat that with a stick. That's got to be one of the yeah. best fishing reservoirs <clears throat> in the United States, yeah. not in the world. I talked to one of my buddies yesterday. Tony he came by and got a pizza, and he and I were talking. He has a camp on Toledo Bend. He said he loves Toledo, but it can it can also be tough. And right now, you know, with the heat and then the, the summer is starting to wear down, he said fishing's a little slow. They're catching a few, but it's slow, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Caney Lake is another lake. It's a, their third consecutive appearance in here along with Bussy Break and Darborn Lake. That's just up there in Union Parish, which is around Formerville up in that area. They're among the 25 lakes in the Central Division. And uh, Caney Lake is currently number four, jumping up a spot from last year. It's ranking larger due to uh, some astonishing tournament weights. In addition to the great numbers of the 10-pound-plus uh, bass caught in the past few years, right. the total abundance of bass is astonishing in this 5,000-acre reservoir up in Jackson Parish. So yep. uh, uh, Toledo Bend, uh, what more can you say about Toledo oh, yeah. Bend? Toledo I mean, Bend is beautiful. Uh, yeah. Just uh, it continues to hold a steady position. It ranks number five. Uh, the reservoir stretches from Texas, Louisiana State Line, from DeSoto Parish right. all the way down to Vernon. Yeah. It's a huge lake. I don't know how and many hundreds of thousands. 176,000. Yeah. I, and uh, I it's fed it by big. the Sabine. Yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. They ba- dammed up what? Sometime in the late 50s, I think, they and blocked they started it. started on it. Dammed yeah. it up. And, and uh, telling 70, people. 71 have, or 70. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, really, the really bright people uh, back there in the early 
early 60s, late 50s, started buying up property right. where they knew the water levels were going to ta- tank line. off, you know, That's and right. uh, yeah. they bought a lot of property for a lot of cheap prices, too. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's still a lot of homes and trees, still too, yeah. at the bottom after 60 years, too. Yeah. But oh, Toledo wow. is, a, is a beautiful lake. Uh, it is. Reservoir, it is. lake, whatever you yeah, want to call it. got some really yeah. beautiful uh, homes out there, too. Oh, yeah. And, and, and camps. Well, they call them camps, but they, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen some million dollar, million dollar camps, Oh, I believe you. Oh, yeah. I believe you. Beautiful. Anyway, Bussy uh, Break is uh, broken to the list this year at number 15, and uh, it's produced also an astonishing number of lunkers since it was restored and reopened back in 2020. In 2021, the American Fisheries uh, Society uh, uh, nationally recognized Bussy Break as the and Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for its efforts, too, in uh, excellence in fisheries management and also uh, another nice lake here in Louisiana. Also in the final is the Dorborn Lake, uh, I've had buddies go up there and fish in that big, beautiful lake, too, right. up there. And it makes its first appearance, and it comes in at number 24. Okay. And the Union Parish Gym is known for its spectacular crappie catches. That's the one, Tony. That's right. I was fixing to tell you, they're doing that survey. Well, they're doing the, uh, let's see, they're going to keep, you can only keep a certain amount, a certain length. That's and, right. And uh, the smaller right. ones you got to throw back. That they, is they're correct. They're doing that. Uh, that's that, a little test. test. Yeah, that's right. right. You wonder if that's going to make its way and, throughout well, the state at one time. We'll hear about it in the spring. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Once and they do a report, yeah. And it also, th- this particular Dorborn Lake also produces an abundance of quality size, large amount of bass, uh, numerous bass topping eight pounds of cart every year and with occasional 10 pounders. Right. It takes about 20 pounds or more to win most tournaments in uh, in the spring up there. So oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty good uh, uh, numbers. So. Right. Uh, and important, you know, this uh, to the wildlife fisheries uh, for Louisiana to have as many lakes as we do yeah. uh, to fish in and uh, enjoy. So, uh, and you see, Tony, back in the day, and I did taxidermy, uh, <clears throat> and I tell everybody today, these fiberglass replicas. But you see how much better your fisheries are getting by you you're releasing these big bass back into the lake. And today they do a wonderful job with a fiberglass replica. You can hardly tell it from uh, you know. The original fish, but the original fish gets to also live and reproduce, and that's why all of our lakes are are thriving in Louisiana on account of the, the good programs that we have. That's right, and yeah. it, I know you've always told me that you'd like to throw back those big beauties, you know, oh, and, yeah. uh, and let take a picture of them and throw yeah. them back because it just adds to that's right. Yeah, there's three and four pounders you go. You to, keep your like gene keep, pool yeah. up, and uh, it does. It's it, it makes a big difference, Tony. It yeah, really does. I agree with you, Rick. Yeah. And, and Louisiana's uh, came a long way on our fisheries. We yeah, really have. At one time, you used to see everybody, whatever they caught, they would they'd keep. Oh yeah. You know, I don't care if it was uh, eight pound or yeah. four pound. Uh, they just kept everything. Right? That's right. And uh, this is how you uh, continue it and move forward. So yes, sir. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take our first break this morning. You'll listen to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dawes Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. 
Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Sunday the 11th, it's a special breakfast fundraiser for St. Francis Diner with T.K. Hewlin and Steve Adams from 9 to 12, and then the Saints at noon. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Corner Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And you know, Rick, uh, we've talked a lot of fishing over the summer and the oh, last yeah. spring, but uh, guess what? Teal season yeah. uh, opens tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, you guys are uh, getting itchy fingers and all with regards to teal season. It's going to run from the 10th to the 25th. The limit is six, and the possession okay. is 18. So for the teal, which is blue, green, and cinnamon. Cinnamon. And uh, they, they're getting reports that uh, – with regards to teal, that uh, the blue wing. Uh, Decent they, numbers. Yeah, they, yeah, they're talking almost six and a half million blue wing have been counted out there, of Man. which uh, it's 27% above the long term average and 19% above the 2019 population. So okay. the blue wings uh, could make up a special September season for you teal hunters. Of course, I don't know how you deal with the heat. And of course, well, it's not too bad. It looks like the weather's might have a little early crisp fall, uh, hopefully. In the I wonder next how few bad weeks. the mosquitoes are, though. Oh, Tony. boy, you see well, the nail on the head, yeah. too. Anyway, but you've got to wear a long sleeve t shirt and, and et cetera. So, uh, but the only thing they're frowning upon right now is right. the green wing teal numbers are down. No. Uh, the green wing's down, uh, they have nowhere near the numbers. They're about a third of what the uh, blue wing is right now, and it's down about a third from 2019, but it's. Uh, it's it's long term average is equal to uh, the established survey which began years ago, but uh, you know it's down a little bit. So um, we'll see how that all play out. You know, I know a lot of guys like to go teal hunting season and uh, Tony. That's got to be the fastest bird though, oh, flying. Man. I mean, it's like. By the time you hear it, it's too late, you know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You, it's almost like you got to be – it's like a skeet shoot. Yeah. you got to be prepared to shoot, you know. Uh, and it's to pick them up, when, just yeah. to see them, you know, to, to get the shot. It's, oh, yeah, uh, they can scoot. Man. It's a tough – oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can see. I've been teal hunting a few times, yes. man. Oh, yeah. Those birds can scoot, man. By the time you say, was that one, he's done gone. Oh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. out of here. <laughs> 
That's got right. no shotgun to reach him. Yep. You better have a, a great marksman. Anyway, uh, also remind folks, man, uh, hunting season, it's here. The Doves, the first split uh, in the south zone from uh, September 3rd to the 18th in the north zone. Also from uh, the 3rd, but they go a little longer to the 25th. So uh, for you dove hunters, and I don't know if you've heard anything, Rick. I haven't heard no. seen too much with uh, the Doves uh with the hunters with them. Now, I know they had some good uh, patches, Tony, because a, a bunch of my friends, they, they lost their beans with all of the, the dampness. Uh-huh. The rain stopped, but the beans were wet, and they, they can't do anything yeah. with, with, the, uh, with the wet. So all they did was chop them up, and they said, man, the dove fields now, they're scattered out, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. But I haven't heard, you know, how good a hunts they had. Yeah, I just wonder how mold, how much mold uh, is in those beans, right. too, you know, in that regard. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. But they're out there, and uh, the, the, the birds are out there. So uh, I know the state had some areas where they allowed uh, some hunting. So uh, if you want to negotiate through that Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and find go. out where it was, yeah. more over in the southwest port portion of the state, yeah. uh, a little above Cameron Parish and some of those areas off of highway, U.S. Highway 190. So uh, if you want to make some hunts. So, uh, and, and when we're talking uh, about the teal, you know, the big birds aren't far behind. So yeah. in that regard, along with deer season. That's yeah, rolling on, man. So I hadn't seen the, hadn't seen the four yeah. wheelers yet on the back of the trailers, Rick. Yeah, it won't be long. Had, yeah. 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 Anyway, with that. So yeah. and, and speaking of waterfowl hunts, uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries are accepting applications now. Uh, for the wildlife management areas for hunting season. The deadline to apply is September 30th. A lottery hunt will be held for the disabled veterans on Sherburne, our wildlife management area, uh, and you got to see the application for instructions. But a general waterfowl lottery hunt will be held on Bayou Pierre and Sherburne. So uh, lottery hunts for the waterfowl will also be held for the youth uh, between the ages of 10 and 17. And uh, note that uh, a youth under the age 10 may uh, apply provided he or she will be 10 on or before the date of the hunt for which they apply. So, uh, you know, uh, with that hunt. So, uh, folks, uh, get out there. And uh, a lot of the applications are also available on the website. You know, you got to pull it up, walk through it. And uh, those wanting to apply should click uh, an update or create their customer details similar to purchasing a license. And then submit the application. There's a $5 application fee and a $5 transaction fee per applicant. Paper applications will not be accepted. Okay. I repeat, paper applications yep. will not be accepted. you got to do it online. Online. And those hunts offer the opportunity for selected hunters to experience and enjoy a unique experience. So details of the qualifications, application requirements, application deadlines, and dates of hunts are set forth in application instructions for each lottery. So, folks, okay. get out there and look and see what you can do. Yeah. And if you want to join. Um, Check it out. That's right. Anyway, uh, I, not dealing maybe with hunting or, or, or fishing, Rick, but I, I just found this an interesting article. And to keep people updated, the Louisiana whooping crane population has, has added some more chicks. I heard and, that. And yeah. uh, eight wild uh, hatched chicks during the 2022 nesting season. Uh, of course, the breeding season uh, was a big success for the Louisiana's experimental whooping crane project as eight wild chicks hatched and were fledged uh, and been added to the Louisiana population. The eight chicks are the most in a single breeding season since the project was initiated uh, 11 yeah. years ago. They got a total of 15 whooping crane uh, chicks hatched this year and eight surviving to fledge. And it brings to Louisiana population. Boy, this boy, it's only 76. Wow. Of which 16. It's uh, a big bird, Tony. It is. It's like yeah. a seven, it's like an aircraft carrier. Yeah. yeah. Big old bird. And when the wild were hatched in the state and the first wild hatch, uh, Louisiana chick came in April 2016. 
And, uh, you know, the Louisiana Whooping Crane Reintroduction Project, it started 11 years ago when 10 juvenile whooping cranes were, uh, were brought into the world and released in the White, White Lake Wetlands okay. Conservation Area in Vermilion Parish right. and to initiate a non-migratory flock. And their birds are, much, are going to stay around here. So uh, anyway, the, the whooping cranes are so slow to mature, and they only lay one or two eggs during a nesting attempt and typically raising only a chick even if both eggs are hatched. And the problem is uh, it's just there's not enough of them, right. you know, to go around. And uh, that was one bird. Uh, it became so close to extinction here in the state. And I think they were down to like maybe 10 or 12 left. And yeah. uh, right. there was just there was real nervousness there. And uh, anyway, additionally, for the second year in a row and for the t- third time since chicks were first hatched in 2016, a pair was successfully in fledging twins. So, uh, and anyone encountering a whooping crane is advised to observe the bird from yep. a distance and report it. the sighting to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Yes, sir. And boy, the, their markings on them, you, you can't miss them. Like yeah. you said, Rick, they stand about five yeah. feet tall. Yeah, they got about bird. a seven and eight foot wingspan. Yep. And uh, when they fly, I mean, like I said, they look like an aircraft carrier up in the air. Yes, you can distinguish them uh, from other birds. So, oh, yeah. uh, no and, doubt. And the whooping cranes, they're large body, they're white birds with a red head and black facial markings. So uh, the birds measure about five feet and have a wingspan of seven, eight feet that makes them very distinctive. And in flight, the whooping cranes display black wing tips and a fully extended neck and legs, which extends well beyond the tail. So uh, pretty easy to spot, too, mm. Rick, oh, yeah. in that regard. So for you people out there, uh, uh, man, please don't, don't bring Don Boyd. You're asking for I don't know if I want to say it. Was, I don't think it's a $10,000 fine. I think it's even more uh, than that. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to shoot a whooping crane, you better be careful. Uh, well, I wouldn't do that. Oh, you you have a bit. And I'm not so sure you got. They'll put you in jail, too, for that uh-huh. matter. Not only you're fine. No doubt. Anyway, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents cited five men for over the limit of Red Snapper. You know, I guess they felt that they could go out and uh, take all the Red Snapper they wanted since the uh, season was going to end that weekend. And uh, they were uh, violations over in the Gulf of Mexico in Cameron Parish, September 2nd. The agents cited a 45, a 42, a 38, a 29, and a 54-year-old, all from Lake Charles, taking over the limit of Red Snapper. Agents were on patrol in the Gulf of Mexico when they came in contact with the five men approximately 92 miles. they out there, the agents out there, south of Cameron. Hey, 92 miles. That's right, fishing at a platform in the West Cameron Block. Right. Agents reported, uh, boarded the vessel to conduct the fisheries compliance check and found them in possession of the red snapper. The daily limit of red snapper is three per person, as right. we mentioned earlier in the show. Certain signs. And yep. they seized all those red snapper and they donated to a local charity. Taking over the limit of Red Snapper carries a $350 fine, and the men uh, also face civil restitution uh, of the value of the Red Snapper. So uh, they're going to put those back in the, in the cup and uh, see what happens, uh, Rick, in yes, that sir. regard. So yep. uh, elsewhere at the tides today, Rick, uh, today, the 9th of uh, September, the sun rose in Vermilion Bay at 649. It's going to set at 719. Boy, the days are getting shorter, shorter. all the time. Minute by minute. Huh? That's right. And the high and low tide uh, chart, the first high tide was 456 this morning. The next high tide will be at 229 this afternoon. The first low tide, uh, a little over an hour from now at 932. And the next low tide, uh, about 10 p.m. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 10th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 650, set at 718. In the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 517 in the morning. The next high tide at 347 
uh, Saturday afternoon. The first low tide will be at 10.15 in the morning, and Saturday morning, the next low tide at 10.48 p.m. that night. On Sunday the 11th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 6.50, set at 7.17 in the high and low tide chart. The first high tide will be at 5.35 a.m. that Sunday morning. The next high tide at 5.05 p.m. Sunday afternoon. The first low tide will be at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. The next low tide at 11.35 uh, Sunday night. The average water temperature southwest past Vermilion Bay, 81 degrees. So, not bad. Uh, no. Yeah, not too bad. It's staying. It's, it's not in those 87, 88 degrees. So that, that's kind of good news too, Rick. Yep, you're right. Anyway, uh, Rick, as always, these are the fine people that uh, allow us to be here each Friday. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and dip.